everyone, and welcome back to Input 2, the new season of this great show where we talk about films, the film industry, and a whole bunch of other movie-related things. If this voice does not sound familiar to you, at least as a host, well, that's because I'm the new host, Tanner Kinney, uh, replacing Emily Rubin, who has graduated, and we appreciate her, and she's doing great things outside of Ball State. But with me today, I have a lovely guest, only one of them, though. <laughs> Eli Silkland. Yeah, so... And, you know, we're talking about the film industry, we're talking about movies, but because, you know, there aren't a lot of huge movies coming out, like, immediately that came out recently, uh, I know It Chapter 2 is coming out, I believe, next week, the 6th. I'm scared. uh, (laughs) I love clowns. And, you know, we'll probably talk about that then. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about the film industry, specifically one film production company that has been... Working really hard to absorb everything you know and love under their nice, lovely, magical umbrella. <laughs> Good old Disney Corporation. Our fa- our friendly, just... Not so friendly neighborhood <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that's because they don't own him. Ooh, ah. Spicy. Now, yeah, so, and this is, there are a lot of things that Disney's been doing recently and along with in the past that have been... Not really good. They've been concerning. Sure, it's good for the from like a business standpoint. If you're looking at it from like uh, a businessman who's uh, investing in Disney, you see all these decisions they're making. You're like, yes, this is good. I'm excited about this. But as a consumer who happens to like an art form because of all the varied voices within it, I'm like, oh no, please stop Disney. No, stop it. Stop absorbing all these things I love. Don't do it. So let's, we're going to start and we're going to go back a few months to the Fox merger, Ooh. one of the biggest mergers in entertainment history. Uh, back on March 20th, 2019, it was officially confirmed that Disney would be acquiring 20th First Century Fox in a $71.3 billion merger. And so this means that Disney now has ownership of all the Fox Entertainment IP, i.e. The Simpsons and whatever else Fox owns. Basically, the only thing that Disney did not touch was Fox News. Yeah. Basically, uh, their news outlets. They bought the entertainment studio. So yeah. the news outlets are still owned by those independ- those separate shareholders. And Paul Ryan, former Speaker of the House, yeah. which was great. Uh, <laughs> you love to hear that. <laughs> but this <laughs> also includes the purchasing of studios that are under Fox's entertainment, including Fox Searchlight, which is the independent studio that funds a lot of smaller, more ambitious projects. Yeah, I didn't even know about this until reading the article about the Fox merger, and I was really surprised like how many films that they made, and it's Yeah, a lot of award-winning films, too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later when we go into more detail about Searchlight itself, but at the time of this merger, there was a lot of there's a mix of both positive and negative outlooks on the merger. And I included in our lovely outline here, I included a couple of my own thoughts. Uh, the positives is that almost all Marvel properties are, reu- are reunited under one umbrella, which is really convenient for not just Marvel you know, movies, not just the MCU, but also for the game rights, stuff like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, wouldn't have happened without the Fox merger, I believe. Although that was probably, I think that was in development beforehand, or at least it started development when the talks were happening. But 
Now, this is movies. This is not games. Uh, and other Marvel properties are now more easily controlled under Marvel Studios, which is great to see, uh, especially if you're a Marvel fan and you're a fan of X-Men and you're tired of the Inhumans. Who likes the Inhumans? Not me. I don't Email. Even, I... I <laughs> That's something I ignore on a daily basis. <laughs> if you are an Inhumans fan, email me, please. Or don't. You don't have to. I, I don't believe you exist. So Things that I ignore are the Inhumans and half of all DC <laughs> comics. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? DC's great. <clears throat> so, yeah. Sure, definitely. Justice League was a fantastic film with a surefire plot. And no <laughs> and a plot. It was a film with a plot, I think. I think. And a couple cubes. Let's not forget the cubes. <laughs> the, the... <laughs> I forgot that happened. Oh, Justice League was a film that I can't believe happened. God bless. And so, that's yeah. why I stuff it back in the deep of my mind. Yes. Where it occasionally comes out and I have a bad day. <laughs> so, back to Fox. That, along with, you know, Fox is, of course, not having the best time in terms of, fun like, financing themselves. They had had a lot of bad, a lot of bad quarterly reports, and they were going to, they, they've been in talks of being purchased by either Disney or Comcast for a couple years now. So, it doesn't, so seeing, like, Disney per picking up Fox means that more money will be going into the production studios, which could be a good thing. However... I mean Money just fixes everything. <laughs> Money fixes all problems. Thank you, capitalism. Uh, but that's not everything. And those are the couple positives I thought of. There are a few more negatives, particularly the consolidation of media. A lot of intellectual property, a lot of beloved franchises are now under one umbrella. A lot of creators are now under one umbrella. And that umbrella has its own... The way they have their own way they make movies, and it can be concerning to see all these properties go under Disney and be worried about the fact that are they going to change how things work? Are things going to get worse? Are are they going to fire people yeah. who were just already part of the company? Yeah, the I know like compressing the amount of workers was something that was done, so some people did lose their jobs, of course. Uh, Less creative freedom, interesting projects getting axed. We'll talk about that later. Studios like Fox Searchlight potentially losing their edge. And, of course, seeing two huge entertainment groups come together is really concerning because that looks like the first step towards a corporate entertainment monopoly. So I want to ask you, Eli, what were your initial thoughts about the merger? Can you, re can you recall what your thoughts were at the time it happened a few months ago? Um, my first thoughts were really confused, like, I was really confused about it, because when I typically think of Fox, I don't really think, like, The Simpsons at first, I usually think of their news outlets and, like, yeah. you know, uh, like, a little bit of ESPN, just a smidge, but, like, um, I thought, like, it, it was scary, like, once, like, I thought, like, they were, like, after they were just joking about it and stuff, I'm like, no way Disney would just by Fox. Like, there's no way. No, there's no way. No way. There's, there's no way the government will approve it. They did. Yeah, they, they, that, that was my, like, like, second thought. I'm like, even if they did want it, the government wouldn't approve it. Third, Cause if you, they, because, you know, don't want monopolies, don't want all, oligopolies, don't want any of that. Teddy Roosevelt didn't die for this, guys. Mm. Except I guess he did. But, um, I mean, I think the major red flag that is still, like, around is that people consider Fox to be separate from Disney still. Like, like it's so weird how many people just, like, 
looked at it, and they're like, oh, that's a thing, and then they just let it slide. They just forgot about it. They just forgot nope. about it. They're and all under Disney. They're, yeah, they're, everything's under Disney, and Disney, I think, has basically just blurred the lines of like, oh, we, we own this thing, but we'll just let them do their own stuff and just rake in the cash. Or so they say. Yeah. Or so they say. Or, or That's what they want like the public to like look at is it's just like when they think of Disney they want them to think of oh t- you know Toy Story you know Mickey Mouse Goofy you know like all the bright cheery things but in all <laughs> reality Disney owns a lot more questionable things than you yeah. than people realize did you, did you know that Disney now owns National Geographic they own yeah. National Geographic now the the wounds oddly enough they that was part of the purchase that was they because that was owned by Fox and now they own Fox well the entertainment side of Fox at least yeah so now looking at it now I re- use whatever uh, a few months later things have passed things have changed have any of those doubts been at all you know assuaged have or do you feel better about it or are things just looking more depressing things are definitely looking more depressing. Um, I just don't know. I think the the hardest thing for me to gauge is that like Disney doesn't like explicitly say like, oh, this is you know our film that we're making with Fox Searchlight. It's just like they just secretly like toss out little films, and you're just like, I don't know if it, does it all this money go to Disney? <laughs> just, let's be honest, all of it pretty much goes to Disney. Everything goes back to Disney. But I mean, I think generally speaking, like, yes, I'm not as like scared as much it's more like i would say i'm more concerned than scared because my initial reaction was like oh boy i don't know what's going to happen now i'm just like how like what's what what are they going to do with that power <laughs> what is what can really happen here they they're so close to having all the infinity stones yeah you know what happens when mickey mouse snaps his fingers <laughs> we'll see I guess we'll see, because, you know, Disney isn't just looking at acquiring movie studios, and this is going a little off off of film into games again. Uh, they were looking, this was a few, again, a couple months back, where they were looking into acquiring the mobile company Nexon, according to a report by Game Informer. And this leads me to ask, is do you think Disney's looking beyond acquiring movie studios? Are they going to start acquiring game studios? Or music production companies? Are they going to start taking everything that they can? Or are they going to let all of that on its own? Because I know Disney has talked in the past about how they don't like to get involved with games development, which is why they left Star Wars to EA. You know, because they trust them. (laughs) Trusting EA? Oh my gosh. Thank you, glorious corporations. But um, I, I think... I think everyone is a little bit short-sighted here. I think that Disney looks at the entertainment, basically, industry, like, in a bigger lens than anyone can think. It's just not, it's not just, like, movies or TVs, you know, like, TV shows. It's also, like, that game aspect because people think, you know, everyone's using a screen. And if their screen's not on Disney Plus <laughs> and playing a game, Disney wants to be part of that. They want to be involved in every little single thing. Think of, like how like star wars has a really great fantastic soundtrack you know who probably pays for the soundtrack and make sure john williams gets a you know like a pay you know like gets a check gets a check disney Mm. so i'm literally like disney is just like reaching their hand into everything and they're like hey you want you want your work to be sponsored by us um yeah we want that money 
We we want the money that you make with the games or whatever you're making, but we'll just put it out there for people. They're basically becoming a giant publishing company because when they acquired like Pixar, Pixar is known for its animation. Like it's renowned and now it's under Disney and they probably use a lot of Pixar employees for their own works as well. It's true. I mean, think about it. Like Disney is basically just taking a look at something that is valuable or might hold a threat to them and then they just consolidate them and just yeah. use them for their own stuff. That's one way to defeat competition is to just buy competition. Buy your competition out. And they they have money. It's this merger was 71.3 billion dollars which you know isn't quite as much as De- jeff bezos is worth as we know <laughs> but i mean think about it like that is an insane amount of money and it's not even like oh they're just buying this small little thing here and there you know like around it's giant corporations now it's not just like oh we're just buying this small little indie group we're buying like fox like like really well-known national things and that's really scary yeah yeah, that's all. All of these are very valid concerns, and of course, as we step into August, some of these concerns have come have come to roost. As I think I have butchered the usage of that saying, but it's okay <laughs> because, well, Disney has started to bring down the hammer. We'll just say that, or at least consider it. Uh, on August twenty, on August thirteenth of uh, this year, twenty nineteen. Uh, a report from Variety spoke about the concerns an executive had about Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit, a satire film about Nazi Germany. Uh, here is a quote from the report. Uh, I don't think I sourced the author here. I forgot to. Uh, if you could get that name. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Give me a hot second. All right. So here is a quote from the report. The scathing takedown of Nazism may, however, prove a little too edgy for Disney brass accustomed to producing movies suitable for parents and kids. Searchlight has started to scream the film, has started to screen the film for its new parent company. Halfway through one recent viewing, one executive grew audibly uncomfortable, worrying about aloud that the material would alienate Disney fans. Yeah, it was um, the reporters from Zach Scharf. Okay, Sharf. Zach so Zach Sharf of Variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, however, this is this film is also being eyed as a potential Oscar contender, and it's way too far in development for Disney to cancel. In fact, I think it's coming out like next month. Uh, do yeah. not remember. Have not checked. Probably should. Uh, so first, first is the the really major question: Why is Disney afraid of offending the Nazis? <laughs> um. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Why? Are you upset? I think... Um... <laughs> or are you trying to tell us something, Disney Corporation? I mean... <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that question is just so... It's a very loaded question. It's a very loaded question. <laughs> it's, a, it's a loaded shotgun a... of a question. Oh my gosh. I think... Okay, when I originally saw like this like trailer for this movie, I was like, um, when I when I saw the title, I'm like, oh, they're doing some anime stuff. Yeah. I, I, I saw I saw <laughs> is this a JoJo reference. Is this a JoJo reference? Um, but then I watched it. I'm like, holy crap! They um they uh they totally did a film about Nazis. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, but, um, I mean, it's something Taika Waititi's probably been working on for a while now. I know. And, and it's satire. And it's, yeah. it's especially relevant nowadays. Thank you. 
needs I, to be talked about. I just, I just have a like. I think the reason why Disney is so like, like, questionable about it is that, like I said earlier, like mm-hmm. people want to associate Mickey Mouse with it, not, not freaking, you know, <laughs> not, not a satire, yeah, not, not, not a, something especially so politically charged as something like Jojo Rabbit is. Yeah, and, and like. This film could go one of two ways with a lot of people. The people who are very like, um, let's just <laughs> basically modern day Nazis. Well, the, they, they exist. Yeah, you they, can just they, call them Nazis. They, yeah, call them what they are. Yeah. Um, basically, they'll either a get upset about the film and they'll start doing crazy stuff like they usually do, or b they'll take the film as some passionate thing and not take the satire at all. Oh yeah, satire will go. Oh, I didn't even think it's about gonna satire. It's going to go over their head. These are the people who can't identify themes unless it's like blatantly obvious. They'll look at movies and they their their interpretation of movies is girl character exist, girl character bad, frowny face. That is how they analyze movies. Yeah. So I have a feeling what they're gonna do is one of those two things, and Disney probably recognized that and they're like, I don't know how you feel about this film. But like you said, it is a satire, and it's by a good director, too. Yeah, it's Taika Waititi, who Disney has a good relationship yeah. with through uh, Thor Ragnarok, Blood mm-hmm. and Thun- uh, Love and Thunder, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and second, what does this say about future Searchlight projects? Because, again, Searchlight is this independent studio. They fund a lot of more ambitious projects, stuff that you wouldn't normally see as marketable. And here are a list of movies that I found. Of course, this is... Off of Wikipedia, so I, <laughs> this is just a list of movies. I let's, assume it's accurate. Let, let's be honest. Wikipedia is edited by actual people on a constant basis, so it does yeah. have some valid yeah. points. Uh, so the, here's a list of films that I think were notable. Uh, 12 Years a Slave, Birdman, The Shape of Water, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Black Swan, and last year's Oscar winner, The Favorite. Or oh, it wasn't a it wasn't the winner, but it was a nominated. Gotcha. The favorite was nominated, was and say, the actress, that. the actress who played the queen, won an award. Gotcha. And uh, those are like generally speaking, that list of movies is very well known. Like I can easily like remember Twelve Years a Slave, Birdman, Shape of Water, and Black Swan. Like those are very very well known films, and. If Disney like sticks their hand in, into that, like you know Fox Searchlight, which I'm sure they already did, like those films are already changed. Like because once Disney basically touched something, you can tell that there's a Disney feel to a you know movie. Absolutely. Like think about um, how would I how would I describe it? Like Iron Man. Like th- some you know comic book heroes do have very dark you know parts to their you know history and stuff and disney likes to cherry pick the nice little things and if it gets dark they stick in some weird disney humor which we all know we really like oh i love one-liners that was my favorite part about avengers that makes (laughs) it feel so old the first avengers movie is so old it it feels so old the the one thing the one flaw i have with like iron man is that he always gives someone a nickname like he's like oh uh Nice job, metal arm or something. Yeah, because like, he's, he's tech bro. He is Mr. Tech bro. Yeah. Yeah, love him. But, I mean, I think that Disney overall, like, they're just really good at hiding, like, how much they in- interact with their own little yeah. studios. Like, they're a big company. They have that ability to just edit whatever they want. Yeah. So you think they will start curating I think Fox they already They already have? Yeah, I think mm. they already have. Like, think about it. This report is basically 
having the film shown to Disney officials and executives. So that means Disney is like filtering every th- single thing that Fox Searchlight is already doing. I mean, it's it's insane to think that, but I mean, it's it's realistic. It's realistic. Let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. And that was just one of the reports that I saw. And you, there are some arguments made where it's just like one executive. It doesn't represent Disney as a whole, but that one executive executive does represent Disney's philosophy. Yeah. Uh, or they they kind of do, and I mean, at least outwardly, it represents their philosophy, and it's definitely concerning. But moving on from that, there was another report from August 6th, so a few days earlier, that indicated that Disney was axing a number of projects in production at Fox after a disappointing quarterly loss. This was partially blamed on Dark Phoenix being a massive commercial and critical flop. Let's be honest, that film was just bad in general. <laughs> it had that, no chance. No, there it was had no, no chance. There was no chance of that film. Let's let's be honest. It was just a me- X-Men is a mess, and it needs a reset, and it needs to be pushed back onto the shelf for at least a couple of years. First Class was a reset. Days of Future Past was a reset, and then Apocalypse was a mess, although it is schlock and is really enjoyable, but that's beside the point. Here is a quote from the Variety Report on the uh, Disney axing Fox projects that I thought was really interesting. Iger, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, uh, said he's a, he's assigned his top film lieutenants, Alan Horn and Alan Bergman, to apply the same discipline and creative standards to the division now run by Emma Watts. This means that tossing the majority of projects in development. Iger said, taking the label in a new direction with an all-new development slate will focus on a select group of properties. I otherwise known as franchises. Notable things. Remember Home Alone? Remember Alien? Oh, Remember Nostalgia? Oh. oh, boy. So, how does this application of company-wide discipline mean something? Does, does, it, does it mean something sinister, sinister to you? Because it kind of means something sinister to me. And to add, so add some perspective, I'm sorry. Uh, You're good. <laughs> uh, here's a quote from Emma Watts, who is what he's trying to mirror Yeah, the... Uh, what development is going to be here's a quote from her that was shortly after the merger happened this is certainly a stark time in business and even though we're living through a lot of change in our industry the good news is that the formula for a good movie remains the same the formula formula it sounds like they have like a patent like the film has to be this way if this scene isn't funny here with some inserted disney joke the film will fail there is no exception. You cannot deviate from the path. <laughs> we have we have broken down movies to a science. This is what the audience is like. It's the Michael Bay. Well, it's the Michael Bay school of filmmaking. He knew Michael Bay is an auteur. <laughs> and I'm gonna get. I you know I might get some crap from my other from my other film and media studies. You're gonna uh, get crap from me for Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay is an auteur. He knows exactly what he's doing when he's making a film. He knows how to make the perfect lowest common denominator movie he knows exactly where to do things that's why uh when in doubt explosions <laughs> he knows exactly how to do it but i'm getting a little off topic there yes that's that, it's really concerning to me hearing about company-wide discipline and creative standards because that just screams to me things are going to get dumbed down things are going to get cut things that are provocative or deep d- deep well not necessarily deep but like 
controversial, yeah. especially controversial, things like that are more likely to get cut. That means certain movies that might be a little more, you know, charged. They might have a little, a lot of meaning behind them, a lot of things that might make the average audience moviegoer uncomfortable intentionally. These things are going to get cut. And that is really concerning to an art form to see that happen. Like, think about, like, when I remember the major thing that people talked about with this merger was how people were like, oh my gosh, Deadpool is back in the in, in wow, MCU. Wow, guys, in Endgame, Deadpool's going to come in and he's going <laughs> to say a funny line. And it's going to be great. Yeah, I saw that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, I mean, while that would be neat to see, that there's a... There's a back sort of like thing that like people are not taking into consideration with Deadpool is that Deadpool is highly improvised. Like it's something that Ryan Reynolds really took to heart, and it's something that like they really wanted. Like back in like when they were doing the filming for it, like Reynolds really wanted Deadpool to be like his comic book version of himself. Yeah, and with Disney, think about Deadpool and what Deadpool represents. And Deadpool is not going. If Deadpool ever enters the MCU, yeah. he's not going to be the same. No, at all. He's going to have his mouth shut again. <laughs> oh no! Not again! <laughs> they can't do him to him twice. That's dirty. <laughs> not again! It's going to happen though. Yeah. Either a a third Deadpool movie will never be made, or if it does get made, it's going to be some cartoon thing. And it's going to be dumbed down. And it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. And Subscribe be, now. Yeah, it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. And I have a feeling that none of those things will ever happen. I'm pretty sure Deadpool is dead. He's he's <laughs> going to be gone. Yeah. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, about that, at least. And just to go back to films getting axed, it said that films later in production are being kept on schedule. So stuff like Jojo Rabbit that was already pretty much in post-production before the merger is still happening. We saw the trailer. Hopefully it's still a thing. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I think it'll be good. Uh, But here are some films that – these were compiled by a Redditor on our movies. Uh, (laughs) A Redditor. (laughs) I know know that that's like sketchy, but it's just a list of movies that – they went through IMDb, I believe, and films that were announced to be in production by Fox are on that list. And they went through and they combed through for stuff that – they believe are going to get cut and have already been announced that they're cut. Uh, And some of the films being cut include a Taika Waititi-directed Flash Gordon remake. That would be interesting to see. uh, A Magic the Gathering movie. (laughs) A number of video game adaptations, including a Sims movie. There was also Mega Man, a sequel to Assassin's Creed for some reason. Uh, Uh, I don't know uh, how I feel about that. A Play-Doh movie. The Heat, too. Remember The Heat with Melissa McCarthy? Did you oh, want another one? I, I I, feel sorry for the one person that liked The Heat. They aren't getting their sequel. I I pray for you, I man. can See, anything with like Melissa McCarthy, usually I'll just ignore. Because <laughs> she's not a bad actress. She's not, she just takes she, really bad roles. Yeah, like, she's not bad. It's just like the, the character she always plays is usually like the same kind of like... In like, comedy, at like, least. Yeah, in comedy, it's always like some crazy person who like wrecks someone else's life. I'm like, you can do other roles. Please do other roles. Yeah, she's got range. It's just in comedy, she plays the same character all the time, which yeah. is, you know, whatever. It works. It's yeah. marketable. I just, Thank does, you. It doesn't work for me. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and a sequel to Chronicle was also on there. And really, it's for the best that that got axed. 
because, ooh, that director. I don't know. Ooh, Max Landis. We're not going to talk about Max Landis because he's... I don't know if I can say it. You, we know what Max Landis said. He's a creep. He's a predator. We're glad he's gone. Hmm. Uh, are any of the projects that I just listed or in the Reddit thread, which I know you looked over, mm. were any of those interesting to you? Or are there any crushing disappointments? Me personally, I'm so sad we won't get to see the Play-Doh movie. Like, <laughs> I know in my heart that it's just gonna, it was just going to be CGI garbage, but I was hoping for claymation. You know, I think the Flash Gordon movie would have been good. Yeah, I, like they could have taken Queen's song and like you know mm. utilized the Flash Gordon yeah. song. And... Yeah, Taika Waititi is again a, an accomplished director. Yeah, of that kind of style. If you've seen Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. even though like I have almost what zero, we do in the zero to um, little knowledge about Flash Gordon, I would have been interested to see yeah. a film about Flash Gordon. Yeah, because Taika Waititi's a He's a great director, and, you know, I, I like Flash Gordon, at least the song, and I know he was a popular character, so, you know, that's that's an that's IP. I'm surprised that's something Fox would axe, yeah. but I guess it's not, like, notable IP. It's not like Home Alone, which, of course, we're getting another one of on Disney+. Plus. That's great. Did you, did you want a new Home Alone? Remember? Seeing Macaulay Culkin show up on like like nerd shows that I watch, like red showing up on Red Letter Media is just like especially after all his like drug issues and stuff. He's made a comeback. Yeah, he's definitely made a comeback. I'm very happy for Macaulay Culkin. Uh, It's just weird seeing him like all grown up and not like everyone still remembers him as like the the kid, the the kid from Home Alone, the kid. Uh, But uh, but he was on AVGN too. That was interesting. Yeah, Uh, but. Moving on from that, those are just a couple of things that have happened recently. Uh, the axing of projects and the concerns over Jojo Rabbit, things like that. Those are really concerning to me going forward mm-hmm. uh, in how Disney is going to be handling their intellectual property and the and Fox now that the merger is done. <laughs> and, of course... Sadly, the, the deal is signed. <laughs> and, of course, future things Disney are looking to acquire. Really want to see that Play-Doh movie. <sighs> Which leads us... <laughs> to where we are now with good old Disney, the glorious corporation who owns everything we know and love. So a couple of things that I noticed recently that people have been talking about uh, include Disney's very bleak social media presence, uh, as in corporate hellscape dystopia (laughs) bleak. Uh, The promotion of Disney Plus, ironically featuring a gif of Robin Williams, the genie, who Robin Williams is very much anti-Disney, anti franchise stuff like that if you've seen Lindsay ellis's video on the subject it's a very good video yeah they basically just stepped over robin williams's grave with like everything yeah uh, but, you know it's fine it's fine right it's fine right it makes money it means it's okay right <sighs> no uh so yeah they make this promotion on twitter with featuring you know the, the robin williams gif and it's followed by Everything they owned, making a cute response to encourage people to move to Disney Plus. And I know you have the. T- I am sure you have the tweet open. Yeah. So to give you a general overview, um, Disney start like they posted like, "Oh my gosh, it's moving day! Is everyone packed and ready to go to Disney Plus with you know Robin Williams, Genie?" And n- the first reply is Pixar, followed by National Geographic. Then Pixar again, then Marvel Entertainment, the Avengers Twitter, Star Wars, and Guardians of the Galaxy, along with more Star Wars, Disney Plus itself, and last but not least, The Simpsons. 
it's a lot. Wow. It's it's a major flex. And wow. The, the weird thing about this is that like, um, even though you're like, oh my gosh, they they just have like a lot of twitters, you know, like. No, they have like, a lot of brands under their like, umbrella. It's fine, right? Like it's not like separate individuals just oh posting on like your, their fellow corporate, you know, like tw- you know, like Twitter brands. It's an intentional thing to promote the heck out of Disney Plus, and they all probably told their like little Twitter interns who are probably getting paid zero bucks. <laughs> to their, like, Unpaid right, interns. They're like, all right, the Disney intern tweet the Pixar one. You go now. Yeah, it, it was, was you very. <laughs> it was a very much. It screamed of a communicated effort between brands. Yeah. There's, there's a difference, at least in my opinion. There, it's not that much of a difference because it's all still really depressing. Uh, there's a difference between like Wendy's and Burger King going at it. Wendy's because, has some Twitter game. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, there's a difference between Wendy's and Burger King going at it because. They're their own entities. They yeah. do not gain anything other than by expose, giving exposure to eat the, the the brands together. You know, they get into it. More people are aware of either brand, uh, stuff like that. That's a little that that I can excuse because that's probably two different social media departments. And it's also funny just to watch them go at it, just sitting on the sideline with popcorn and you're yeah. just like this, watching the however, Wendy's roast. However, everything Disney owning coming together in a big conga a hive mind <laughs> of Disney brands coming on Twitter being like, like yes, we are moving to Disney Plus. Yes. Join <laughs> us, consumers. Join <laughs> us. We are lovely, fun brands. <laughs> Basically, That's all the scary. all the planets aligned, and they all like linked brains into the you know the the greater it's just human a, it's human. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> Why don't you want to have fun? God, it's so it's so bad. It yeah, is. It, it's concerning. That, it is that like terrifying seeing that. And of course, what happened most recently is the strong arming of Sony <laughs> in the deal over Spider Man. Disney basically pummeled Sony to the ground, which is what inspired me. <laughs> which is what inspired me wanting to talk about this. I mean, who uh, doesn't want to talk about Spider-Man? Yeah, I. You, you know what? It's great. Uh, <laughs> so what happened with the Sony deal is that Sony refuses the terms of Disney's deal over the usage of Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A quote from Business Insider's Travis Clark explains what the deal was. Disney wanted a 50-50 co-financing stake in future Spider-Man movies, according to Deadline, but Sony would rather keep the deal as it is, where Marvel receives up to 5% of the first dollar gross and all merchandising revenue. Merchandising is very important. Mm-hmm. Let's just note that. Merchandising, yeah. very important. But Disney wanted more. Yeah, so if you think, like, to provide a bigger background to this, Sony pays for basically all the movie's production fees, and they get, you guessed it, most of the profit, which makes sense. You know, yeah. if you're going to pay for a movie to be made, you should get most of the profit. Yeah, and, but not um, for Disney. Not for Disney. And Disney is an expert at merchandising you go to like new york city or like any fancy mall and you see disney store and people are freaking out and buying uh stuffed animals that are like 40 bucks and even though they can be made for like what two or three bucks and like yeah they're getting all that profit and they marvel or disney was getting like what 10 percent it's from the movies? 5% of first dollar gross. So okay. about 5%, yeah. Okay, so that's not... I mean, granted, that's not that's a lot, but... Si- that's sizable. Think about how much, like, yeah. Far From Home made. Yeah, that's, like, 
like it might not seem like a big percent, but like it is a, it is a ton. And yes, the movie like they do are they are basically helping Sony out a little bit because people associate Spider-Man with the MCU now and they sort of provide that sub- stability of like oh my yeah. gosh they're all together yeah and even though you see movies like venom mm-hmm. venom start venom was a movie that did surprisingly well yeah. considering what it was and that was no disney involvement at all that was all sony which is why yeah. it was kind of terrible uh but <laughs> venom is great venom is art i have come around on venom venom is a great movie and if anybody tells me that venom is wrong or bad especially the eminem song kamikaze from from kamikaze <laughs> from the don't know what hit him you know if you tell me that song's bad if you tell me Venom's bad I'm gonna come swinging best movie ever made because Disney was not involved uh, <laughs> the only reason and yeah so what happened after this deal went public the the failure to reach an agreement it was all over Twitter yeah it. I remember seeing it and Spider-Man was like at the top of trends like worldwide and the next day, a hashtag mysteriously appeared called Save Spider-Man from Sony. Yeah, uh, very, very specific. Very scary, very, very specific uh, wording there. And this is a legend, of course. A legend as in we have a ton of evidence that it's happening, but we can't, <laughs> for legal reasons, we can't say it's happening. It's allegedly happening. Uh, Disney uses the power of their social of social media outrage, along with an army of bots, uh, to create a campaign in an effort to pressure Sony to rethink the deal. Uh, there were a number of very samey, very like old accounts that had very few posts who would make a very like word for word identical posts. They even had the same picture on them. Yeah, it's great. They use the same lines, the same quotes, the same. You know, either, everything. Either people are unoriginal, which, granted, there are people like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to read one of them. Um, just, just, sorry, if you don't mind me yeah, turning it around here. There are, There is some language to these. Yeah, uh, I will censor that, so. <laughs> All right, here's, here's a tweet from one of these totally not bot accounts. Uh, Tony Stark did not travel back in time to get the Infinity Stones just so Sony could it up by taking <laughs> spider-man out of the mcu you can't just take tom holland after we've fallen in love with him hashtag save spider-man i loved how you added your own little censor to that so we don't even have to censor <laughs> tom holland worked so hard to portray peter parker perfectly for years and now sony is going to things up and take it away from him sony and disney is going to screw this up big time tony stark didn't die for y'all to pull spidey out of the mcu like that hashtag save spider-man frowny face you know so do those sound suspiciously fake to you it's very very long for a tweet you if you think about it like it's, it's just crazy like how like people just like really like pushed you know like against sony and i was like one of those people at first as well and then like i read like a whole report about like how their money was going around like yeah. what the deal actually was and i was like holy crap yeah, disney was straight up strong arming yeah like i'm like disney is utilizing their power to their best of their ability yeah, so and and do you think obvious. This, do you think this is fair game is that fair game for them to do i mean they have the power but with great power as someone wants family to see with great power comes great responsibility 
So amazing. So amazing Spider-Man. No, it's not fair for them to do this. It's not fair for them to abuse their fans and basically use them at like even though use them like, as a weapon. Use them as a weapon, even though like some of them are technically. Bots. Some of them are bots, yeah, but there are some genuine honest. people who, yeah. ju- when they see that trending, they're like, yeah, I'm not the only one who feels this, and they jump on it, and it just grows and grows. This could be you know, something that's not organically started, but it yeah. becomes organic as more people start to join in the movement, mm. and that's terrifying, especially to Sony, who's one of one of few movie studios left independent from yeah. other things you know so i have my qualms with sony because they don't make good movies and they make a True. ton of bad decisions but i still respect i have a lot of respect for sony now in not like caving into this ridiculous deal that disney proposed them and i want to ask you is this a sign for how disney will handle deals that don't go plan as planned in the future do you do you think this is, this is something they're going to do like when they eventually try to acquire sony because it's going to happen uh will they do this again I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I think that they saw an opportunity since, you know, Spider-Man was associated with them. um, And they basically took that and ran. I think it might be harder, like, for other deal mergers. Like, let's say they went back and did this with Fox. And, like, if the Fox merger didn't go through, it would be a little bit weirder. Because they don't really have anything that's connected with them through Fox, you know? Yeah. But with Spider-Man, they just thought, oh, my gosh, he's in our movies, and a lot of people like Spider-Man. We own Spider-Man now, even though we don't. Sorry, Sony. And this all goes back to them blurring the lines of what they own versus what they don't own. And Spider-Man is definitely not under them. It's still under Sony, and that's something that they want fans to not remember. They just want them to remember, oh, the good times with Tony and, you know, Spider-Man. Remember Homecoming. Remember Homecoming. Remember that great scene? I do, too. Th- pick your favorite scene from Homecoming and fill that in with that statement, because I re- remember nothing from Homecoming now that I think about it. The main, th- the main thing I remember from Homecoming is the part where Tony Stark takes Spider-Man's suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's basically what's happening right now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't worry. I saw that on Twitter, too. Really? Uh, or, you do, like, you don't deserve the suit, something like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just re- absolutely insanity from these Disney stand Twitter, blind corporate apologists, stuff like that. It's infuriating. But never, pl- never back any corporation. Do not trust corporations. Corporations are not your friend. Do not. Thank you. But to close this out, <laughs> do you see a future where Disney has complete and total control over entertainment media, specifically film? Will it be allowed to happen or will someone in the government <laughs> finally <laughs> stop it from happening? I mean, I I honestly, I think it's a complete possibility because if you think about it, they let the Fox merger slide just and that was completely fine. Huge. That was, was huge. Billions of dollars. We're not even talking about like a couple million. We're talking billions. It's on on similar on the on the level of like Time Warner and Time Warner and Comcast. Yeah, that was insane. And people complained about that a lot. But no, it's Disney. Disney is friendly. Um, I remember even back a couple years ago that there was talks of a merger with like Disney and Apple. I don't know which one was going to buy which, but that would have been scary. Now, like. If that deal went through, think about how much power goes into like one company. Like, there's like like a nice little chart of how much Disney owns. Yeah, 
Um, it's on cartoonbrew.com. It's by yeah. Carlos Aguilar. Yeah. What I how I found it was I just googled like what Disney owns infographic or and something. It'll probably show up. It's gigantic. It's, it's not even like like it's. I thought like Disney like owned quite a bit. I was understating it, is it like a lot. Massive. Like Hulu. I didn't even realize that Disney owns sixty yeah. percent of Hulu. There's a reason where when you subscribe to Disney Plus, you get uh, you get yeah you get Hulu. you get a Hulu with it. You get Hulu subscription with they it. They also own Sphero, which is that like little robot company. Mm-hmm. Um, they own ABC, which we can't forget. Well, they've about owned that. ABC for a while. Now. That's true. The, that was back during but, I, during Michael Eisner. May he rest in peace. He's not dead, <laughs> but I love you, Michael Eisner. Please answer my calls. But let's not forget about it, though. Like, think about it. They own so much now, and it's it's insane. Like, the amount of stuff that they own is really, like, you can really see it within Disney Plus and with their recent arguments over Sony. Because if you think about how much Disney Plus has, you you get National Geographic, you get Fox, you get ESPN, Di- <laughs> you get all of Disney stuff, including Marvel and you guessed it, Star Wars. Yeah. Of all the subscription services, it may be that Disney Plus will eventually be the one. Yeah. The I mean, one and only. And when that happens, you know for a fact that prices are going to soar. I mean once that monopoly comes yeah. in I keep interrupting you. You're good, you're good. <laughs> once that monopoly comes in, once everything comes under Disney's umbrella, we will all answer to the House <laughs> of Mouse. Oh my gosh. So yeah, uh, do you have any final thoughts? Anything to say here before um, we close the show? I mean, despite all else, I'll probably still get Disney Plus. <laughs> I feel really bad saying I, it. I refuse. How dare we just spent forty five minutes talking about how Disney, a glorious corporation, is abusing everything, and you're still gonna get Disney Plus? I probably will too. <laughs> I don't stand by my morals. You know, I probably when won't they, just because I'm lazy. <laughs> when they promise that Ian McGregor is coming back as Obi-Wan, you have me. I love Star <laughs> Wars. I love brand. No, I actually probably won't get Disney Plus just because <laughs> I'm too lazy. And I already, I already, I pay for Amazon already. I pay for Netflix. I don't want to pay for another one. See, I don't pay for for Netflix. It's my parents' account. But <laughs> actually, it might be my parents' account. Actually, but still, I mean, they have the power, and you can like, it's a really good deal. So, I mean, I hate I to refu- say it. I refuse. I hate to say it, but I probably will. <laughs> you know what? I respect it because. <laughs> I I can't say that it's not tempting to give yeah. in to the glorious corporations when they have all the things you love held hostage behind a subscription payment. So yeah, uh, I think that will be the end of this first episode of the newest edition of Input 2. I have been your new host, who will be the host for the rest of this year, Tanner Kinney. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, feel free to check us out on ByteBSU, follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever else, YouTube as well, uh, Byte BSU on all of these services. Uh, and check us out, subscribe, like us, share this content that you enjoy, and feel free to check back in later and see hear more episodes of Input 2. See y'all then.